increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Hey everybody, welcome back to STRonomics. I'm Bill Faith from Build STR Wealth, and I'm joined by my good friend Kenny Bedwell from STR Insights. How are you, Kenny? I'm doing great. Mr. Faith, how are you doing? Mr. Faith, I like it. I like Dr. a little bit of respect Faith. today on a Wednesday. Give you, call you doctors and Dr. Faith. That's not that's Dr. Rachel. Do that's right. Okay, all right. Nobody can nobody will ever be able to steal that. She's gonna be branded as the only real doc ever in the history of the STR space. That's funny. When I go and get my master's degree, I'm gonna have people call me Master Bedwell. So <laughs> You could be Dr. Data, kind of like Dr. E. Dr. Data. I'm not getting a PhD though, so that's, that's Dr. <laughs> Rachel, but I'll get them All right, all right. All kidding aside, Kenny, you and I have seen a property recently that uh, multiple people have reached out to both of us individually, and we were just discussing before the start of the podcast. And people are making mistakes when they're analyzing properties. And most importantly, I think these types of properties so you are Dr. Data. So can you kind of run us through the mistakes that you're seeing being made on these types of properties? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest mistake that I see with this is first off, how people are analyzing and evaluating the properties themselves. So typically what happens is they'll, you know, whether a realtor sends it or they see it on Zillow or the MLS, they take it and the first thing they do is they run to some sort of free calculator. You know, Rabu, I mean, I don't care. I'll call them Rabu, AirDNA. I know Airbitics has one. Mashvisor. Yeah, like they, all these guys have some sort of calculator that's supposed to spit out this number. The problem with the calculators is they've gotten more and more inaccurate to a point where it's actually misleading. It could be overestimating or underestimating. And a lot of times today, they're overestimating the, the value of what a property can actually make. So the revenue numbers. And the reason why is because they're pulling in a radius of properties that fit a certain criteria, basic criteria of bedroom, maybe bath and guest count. So literally they take into account nothing else and there's a heavy weight on the bedroom count. So I, you know, if you're lucky, they'll take into consideration bath count, but if it can't pull in bath count, then it will just look at bedroom counts. I've seen them, I've, I've studied them and I see how they do it. And it pulls in a set radius for a particular property address that you put in. The problem with this is it, that's just never gonna work in short, in uh, analyzing short-term rentals. There's so many factors like location, property type, quality of the property, design, decor, so many other things that impact why a property would generate a certain amount of revenue and what are qualified comparable properties to use for an actual evaluation to understand, you know, what that property is actually going to do. So that's like the, I see a lot of people like kind of just fall into this like routine, whether they know better or not, they just typically do that just to quickly see if this property is a good deal. And if it jumps off the page, like, holy cow, this is something amazing. And people kind of get worked up about it. And then, you know, one thing leads to another and here we are. If it looks too good to be true, mama said it usually is, right? 
Well, and it the thing is with it too. I mean, it doesn't even sometimes it will spit out a number that's too low. I've seen both cases where it's like we just talked know. about that. The place yeah. we were talking about in another, you know, on the West Coast, another state that John and I go, are going on Sunday, right? Yeah, on the low side. Yeah, no, hundred percent on the low side. I mean. I, I, there's a lot of markets like that. In fact, I mean, I, I was looking at some place in Michigan and there's just nothing there that's going to compare to what's going to be put on the market. And a lot of stuff there is super seasonal and people shut stuff down and the calculator does not take into account any of it. Right. So why I mean, you, you're looking at, why you're looking three X minimum, right. probably four or five X on what we were talking about with that kind of boutique hotel. Right. Right. We were seeing what was it, seven to eleven thousand a year on the comps and guaranteed we'll do minimum twenty, probably twenty-five to thirty. Right. So it does go both ways. Right. It it really does. And something too that, you know, I try to get people to understand is like when you're you're an investor, you're starting a business, you're a business owner, what is the most traditional business like short term rental business space that's been around forever is hotels or motels. Mm-hmm. How do they get their data? Is there some sort of calculator they use to no, there's not. You know, there's they go look at comparable hotels in the same area in the same regions and they pull their average daily rates, they pull their revenues, you know, rates and so it's uh, you know, the average daily rate per unit or per room essentially is what they're looking at. And they're looking at it across the comparable hotels in that market that they've determined are comparable. So what you're saying is, is that the best Westerns aren't comparing to the Four Seasons. Correct. Best Westerns not going to get $675 no. a night. No, and they're not looking at a set radius. They're looking at hotels in the market that fit based on that location. And then some other qualifiers too for that. So are you saying that the Four credit. Seasons in Battery Park, if those of you that aren't familiar with Manhattan, that's lower Manhattan is not going to get the same rate that a Four Seasons would get in Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> it's, it's the Four Seasons. It's yeah. the same, right? And I think right. that, that's a great analogy in my opinion because a lot of people think you can take that same house in a one or a two out of five location and get the same rate that you would out of that same property in a five out of five location. Right. And yeah, and I mean, it. and the problem is we've gotten accustomed to in the last few years Frankly, we've kind of been lazy in our analysis. A lot of people have. We've gotten lucky. You know, it's, oh, well, you know, I bought this property and it's cash flowing and, you know, I can just go find another property and do it again. And that's really not the case. You cannot do that today. You have to change in terms of how you're analyzing properties. Even how I analyze Watkins Glen. I mean, there's certain things I'm like, man, I should have done this a little better, or I should have looked at this, or, you know, I really should have, you know, looked at some of the, uh, at, like, for example, the utility costs and some of the drama going on in the city right now where the utilities are like through the roof. I mean, it's like a hundred to $200 more per month on average than what I was budgeting. And, you know, if I had, you know, studied out a little more and asked some folks and maybe done a little more research, I probably would have, you know, been able to calculate it still was a good deal. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, but you know, the end of the but day. But I kind of go, Kenny, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. That goes back to what you've been preaching since the first time you and I started doing this podcast. And even before with Bill and Kenny's hot picks is you got to practice, right? Yeah. And you learned things that you didn't know going through Watkins Glen. I can't think of a property I haven't pur- I purchased that I haven't learned something, you know, right. going through it right now. And, you know, just like the decision I've got to make that we talked about pre-show here 
I mean, I'm living that in Montana right now. I knew it going in and I was willing to deal with that problem after close, but I don't know that I'm willing to deal with it right now on a different property. It's apples to oranges. Let's get back to that property we were talking about. So you're talking about a triplex, $240,000 a year, slightly plus in revenue. Um, There's no way that it's going to do it, right? Why are some of the data tools showing that it will do that revenue when really it won't? Sure. So if we break down the the actual building itself, so there are two three-bedroom units and one one one-bedroom unit. I do this in Buffalo, so I'm very familiar with how this is going to comp out and how this is going to work. So you really, you have, if you're really smart about it, you have four listings. You have a one bedroom unit, you have a three bedroom unit, you have another three bedroom unit, and then you have like listing individual listings. And then you have the whole house you can rent out together as a seven bedroom. The whole house can generate more income. However, in, in actuality, it's going to be, you know, not as occupied as some of the smaller units would be to fill in the gaps. So Let's assume that you do that. So, but in reality though, a three bedroom, one bath apartment unit, cause that's what it is. It's an apartment unit. It's not a whole house. You have an entire space, but it's an apartment inside a triplex is not going to be at the same revenue level or compete at the same level as a three bedroom house. It's a different property type. It's smaller. You also have to deal with other guests. So what I have seen in my own, one of my own, I have a triplex that's exactly like, it's not, it's a one, two, one bedrooms and a three bedroom up top. The three bedroom unit makes about $50,000 a year. Okay. The three bedroom houses nearby in my neighborhood make about $90,000 a year. Okay. So the, am I, oh, you know, am I underperforming? No, I'm not. I'm actually in like, you know, I'm doing pretty well for three bedrooms, but I realize that there's a revenue ceiling for three bedrooms. And here's the kicker. And, you know, I know Eric Carrico talks about all this all, all the time. A three the bedroom bourbon Sherpa. Yeah, the bourbon Sherpa. There we go. So he, he's in uh, uh, Louisville. And, yeah. And he talks about, and he really got me like understanding this a while ago is the, the power of a bathroom can make. So a three bedroom, one bath, will always make less than a three bedroom, two bath because of the bathroom. Now that's a big assumption, but let's, let's say all things equal, you know, design, decor, everything else. People will always choose a three bed, two bath over the one bath, especially you're talking, if you can host six to eight people and there's only one bathroom, like that's going to be the last, you know, pick of the draw. So naturally you shouldn't expect it to make the same as the other three bedrooms. So if the three, one, is beachfront and seaside and the three two is in logan ohio which one does more revenue yeah here we go oh man Um, sorry love you guys in logan and especially hawken hill everyone thinks i'm like the logan hater now and it's (laughs) what's the power of branding you as the logan and blue ridge and broken bow i get i get get i'm still getting messages from people So, to I all of our friends in Logan, Ohio and Hawking Hill, Kenny and I are coming there at some point to do a podcast live <laughs> with you guys because we actually do love you up there. That would be awesome. I need to get in their <laughs> Facebook group. Anyway, uh, there there's like a host Facebook group for Logan. So apparently they talked about it on there. We whatever. should go in there and do a live Q&A. We should. We should. <laughs> they can't throw anything at us through the screen. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so 
I mean, ultimately, I mean, we're, we're starting to paint a picture. And if you go back to what we were just talking about in, the, in a sense of, you know, why are the numbers saying it's the three bedroom, two baths there are performing at a lot higher. And what happens, remember the calculator, it's not taking into account property type. It's not taking into account triplex or apartment unit or whatever else. So it's dra it's pulling in those three bed, two baths. And it's saying, hey, this is what the potential revenue is, you know, and then, oh, also, it will look at seven bedrooms. It will say, oh, this is a seven bedroom house. I'll also look at comparable seven bedroom houses and make the assumption that it will do the exact same as that, which it will Within not. a geographic area, right? Correct, within a geographic area. So that's why this house is overpriced via the data. Oh, not overpriced, but over projected for revenue via the data yeah. sources. Now, the kicker is, I, I mean, given, so I, I did run the comps on it and it, it's about 130 to 140. Now, that's not a bad deal. The the price, well, okay, I guess we're not going to say all the numbers, but it's still not a terrible deal given the, you know, the type of property and everything it is. The reason but why it's I not near as good is it no. 240 plus. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You're that's talking good. an 80 to 90% revenue reduction. Yes, that, that and the, and that's pure effing cash flow. Yeah, that's a true statement. I, I mean, like, I'm not saying that even at doing, you know, half of that at 130 to 140 range um, at its price point, it's still not a bad deal. It's still better than what you'll find in a lot of beach markets and popular vacation markets. So, you know, if anyone happens to stumble upon it, like, you know, it's still good. But the reason why I particularly don't like that property isn't because it's a triplex or isn't because of the numbers. It's because of the quality of the updating that was done. It is updated to be at the standards of a long-term rental and not a short-term rental. If you look at the kitchen, you look at the bath, you look at the different things in the property, you would have to do another update essentially to get it at the level to be a high performing, you know, maximize revenue of a short-term rental. So I mean, isn't that, that why you should always, always do the enemy method? Always. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, my theory is you go to a market with a strategy. So you start before you even look at properties to see how much, you know, or, oh, the enemy method where I look at comparable properties near the pro property for sale and try to determine the revenue. My way is before you even do that, let's take a step back. Let's identify what works in that market first. What are the strategies that what the properties that are being successful, what are they doing? to be successful and perform at that higher level? Where are they located? What attributes do they have? And then can I go in that market and find properties for sale that are a good deal that can replicate those top performing properties? That's what I'm looking at. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not, almost like not wasting my time looking at properties first, but understanding the market first. Makes running the numbers a lot easier. I think that's a, a great point not to pitch your software, STR Insights but I will pitch it. And, you know, it's kind of why that's the first step in my process, you know, is to find something. I had to go a little bit in reverse in Kentucky because I found that property differently. But, um, you know, typically it's identify, you know, set your budget, identify a market that you want to go into. And that, and that could be lake, beach, ski, mountains, national park, whatever it is, you can sort by all those things and STR insights and and just sort by gross ROI. And you may not want to go into a market that only has 11, you know, short-term rentals. So you might need to go into a medium market or something like that, but then find your deal, right? Then go start, then do the enemy method 
figure out what you're going to need to do to be able to hit your revenue numbers. Like what Kenny just said, what level of design, how, what type of, how close do you need to be to that national park or how good do the views need to be? Because if you really want to elevate above what the realistic numbers are from the data, you're going to have to do that. And I'll tell you, even myself, I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, a lot of you guys probably think that, you know, all of us, like Kenny does his own stuff and doesn't ask for help. Kenny asks for help. That Bill does his own stuff by himself and doesn't ask for help. The first thing I did for this motel or hotel that lodge that John Hodge, the bank whisperer and I are going to look at for the war room and the super team on Sunday. First thing I did was call Kenny. The very first thing. Hey, I, because I can't find any comps in this market. <laughs> and Kenny, but you found the comps, yeah. right? You, you the can see there was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there might have been like three. It's in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, it helps to understand, you know, what we can do. And because it's a motel, John and I will look at other motels in that area, we will research pricing in that area. We will look at the quality of design and experience in that area. We'll do an in person eyes only enemy method. It's one of the reasons Kenny, that I think it's really challenging kind of going back to that Kentucky property because John went up there uh, to walk, to look at it with me. And, you know, John said there's no, he was thinking there was no chance I could do 200 when you said 145, which is real data. But once we saw all the additional things that we could do to the property, it kind of adds up. That's what blows my mind of why people buy properties sight unseen. Because I would, you can't see that stuff that John and I experienced not being there in person. You can guess, you can think about what you can do, but you have to put your eyes on it in person. I'll stay steadfast. I've been saying this since 2020. It is very irresponsible of you to invest into a property without putting your own eyes on it. And a lot of you trust Kenny and I, we both have programs to where we will find you properties. Personally, Kenny does it through SDR Insights. And you still need to put your eyes on it before you purchase it. Unless you're going to pay me or Kenny to be the GC and do the upgrades or the design or whatever, you have to understand what's going on and what that true canvas looks like within that property. But I I think I don't want to get too far off topic. I think that ties in to I think that revenue could be justified at eighty, ninety thousand dollars over, but it can't be justified just off of a data set tool, off a free data set tool. And that's not a dig on on any of the free platforms that are out there. But I'll tell you, it's kind of like you'll learn a lot through this podcast, right? You can learn a lot through free videos on YouTube, but it's not the same as, you know, going to school or coming to a boot camp or like our accelerator that Kenny and I participate in with the super team. It's just, it's different with coaching and the structure and all that type of stuff. And I hope that's Kenny, what we're achieving is that we're helping these people. And it's kind of like free coaching through our podcast to educate them on these deals. Um, Because I think what that individual property that you and I are talking about is really the poster child for how a lot of people are going to that free online widget and just plugging in an address and they're getting data. I'm not going to say that it's wrong. It's skewed, but it's, it's different than the mindset of what the investors looking at it for. They think that's the gold standard. Oh my gosh. If it says I can do a hundred, I can do a hundred. If it says 240, I can do 240. And then they latch on, you know, mentally with that bias that we talk about and they're going after it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I see it all the time, get it all the time, see the messages. And, and now I'm getting the emails. Hey, 
the property's not performing at what I thought it would perform. And then we go back and we say, okay, well, how did you analyze the property? Where, you know, where did you mess? Oh, well, you know, I did it. I checked the calculator or I thought it would be at this percentile or, you know, I thought this or somebody said this. And it's like, those are not the ways to do it. Those aren't the ways to analyze. And I don't know if it's for lack of, you know, trying or education or laziness, but um, we have to change. We have to be smarter. I mean, we have to mimic and do what investors have always done with business decisions. You know, go and get the data, go and go in person yourself, go and check out the location. You know, all these things that people do in other businesses, we got to start doing too, you know? So I don't know. That's just kind of how I see it. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing how, you know, people want to rely on just something free and easy. So, so what, what's the track? What's the steps? How do I, uh, how do I get real data on the property? What I heard you say is, you know, enemy method. So enemy method for people listening who don't know coined by Avery Carl is the basically looking at compare nearby comparable properties and kind of determining, Hey, these are the things that match this particular property, whether it's location, quality amenities, design decor, things like that. And that, this, and that's the key match, right? Yep. Not 30 miles away for location, Correct. not view. Oh, I can see the mountains through the trees in my backyard, but my neighbor has a clear view, right? Right. The match is critical. And it's kind of like a term in, in, you know, market, digital marketing, Facebook, when we do lookalikes, you know, everybody wants to go in and open up to the 5% or 10% match where we only do 1% because we want it to be exact on the match. You've got to nail that. You, you can't let those emotions, you know, play into it and say, oh, well, this is close enough. So I'm going to rate this one a 10. So I rate, when I do the enemy method, I actually take the property and I'll put the attributes that I'm, I'm going to weigh between the property I'm looking to purchase and I'm going to rate them. I'll put it into a spreadsheet one to 10. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'll go back when I get done and I'll have the links for the properties, have my wife go through and she'll say, Oh, you're fudging this one a little bit. Cause you like the property, right? You got to remove that bias that we talk about a lot. And that's a hard thing for any of us to do because we fall in love with things. Right. And then it becomes really easy to make a bad decision. Well, that's why I don't like looking for properties like blindly. I like to look in markets where I know what's going to work. So I go in, I go into a market, I study the market and I say, these are the properties that are doing well. This is what, these are the attributes they have. This is what I need to find in the properties that I'm going to, that I want to purchase. And then I go look for properties that fit that criteria. And if there's nothing that works, I either one, it's just not possible in that market or two, there's nothing on the, you know, inventory wise. And I just wait and I check back every single day. And so what, what that does is it takes, it kind of removes the emotion from, you know, trying to tell the story of whether this property is going to make that income or not by identifying what works. The property I buy has to hit this criteria. If it doesn't hit it, then it's not going to hit that revenue number. And I can't, you know, I'm going to stop taking all my time investing into looking into this property and studying it and move on to another one. So I, I just want to kind of replay what I heard Kenny just say figure out what you're looking for in the market. Don't just blindly look in market. So I'm not, I'm never, when I wake up in the morning and I do this, Kenny, thank God your picture is not on strinsights.com because when I go through and I do that on STR Insights, when I'm laying in bed at 4.15 in the morning while Bria is still sleeping, I'm not looking for one and two bedroom properties and I will never, ever, 
ever buy a three-bedroom property unless it is just the most primo location ever. I'm looking at literally five and above because I do the bigger properties. That's my jam, right? And if it doesn't work, then I'll move on to another market. If I go and I'm looking in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I can't find anything there or the gross ROI just doesn't work and I'm like open to the entire country, then I'm going to move on. And then I'm going to go look in, in Cincinnati or I'm going to go look in Raleigh, Durham or wherever I'm I'm interested in. But I think a lot of people just try to force, you know, what they want into a market. Yeah. They go, well, this is what I know. And I'm uncomfortable trying to learn other markets that I don't know. And it's like, well, are you trying to maximize your ROI? Or are you trying to, you know, I guess just try to keep keep it safe and, and play it close? I don't know. I, I it's It's a little confusing to me. I've seen people do exactly what I'm talking about. So I teach them, do it this way. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort, but do it this way and you'll find properties. And they literally take a week and it's, it's a few hours. Don't get me wrong. It's not an hour or two and they got it. They take weeks and they study it. They study, study, study. And then they come back and go, Kenny, what do you think of these properties? And I'm like, holy crap, those are amazing deals. You know? And, and, you know, I, I do the, and I'm like, how did you find this? Like, I didn't find this. Like, how did you find it? And they go, I did exactly what you said. I studied some markets. I dove down into those markets and I looked for those opportunities and here they are. It's ladies and gentlemen, STRonomics brought to you by Kenny's market analysis session (laughs) and super team accelerator. Yeah. There (laughs) you go. Great stuff, Kenneth. Awesome. <laughs> Kenny's uh, short on words today. Short on words. Uh, yeah, whatever. No. Awesome. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us today. Hit Kenny up on Instagram, Kenny underscore Bedwell. You can find me at Bill Faith. That's with an E, not an I, 73 on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Make sure you go leave a review if we've driven any value for you wherever you're listening to your podcast. Greatly appreciate that. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.